your servant And I am listening Speak to me, Lord, speak to me Speak to me Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by the Macarius Church Headquarters. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Macarius Church Headquarters. I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for a time in your presence. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Give us a spirit of revelation and the knowledge of you. May the eyes of our understanding be enlightened that we may know the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. And the exceeding greatness of the power to us who believe. This power which you manifested in raising Jesus from the dead. Which is available to us today. Usher us into another realm Lord. And may we live there and be comfortable there. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Clap your hands and please be seated. So yesterday was... The third week of our Macarius Area Fellowships. Your excitement is not palpable. How many were in an MAF yesterday? Raise your hands. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Beautiful. Let's have some pictures. Wow. Beautiful. So if you want to see a place, you should say, I'll be there. Wow. Hey, Charlie. Fantastic. Beautiful. Oh, wow. It's working. Wow. Explaining the point. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Wow. I've changed the picture. <laughs> nice. It's working. The children are there. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yes. I like this one. Where is the brother? The brother didn't come. He didn't come. <laughs> he didn't look happy last week. So you have to do something to make him less intimidated. Win some more brothers so that he'll feel you have company. Okay. Nice. Wow. The man of God. Oh, yeah. This one's like a conference. Oh. The laptop and things and bottles of water. So he says, uh, management. <laughs> Management seminar. <laughs> oh, wow. I like this picture. Clap for it. As you can see, Reverend Ehi explaining certain things. Beautiful. Is he around? Okay. Next picture. Oh, wow. Nice. Let's see more. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Is that Andy? <laughs> Beautiful. Is it your hands? Oh, wow. Charlie, it's working. Teaching. He has the book. Oh, that's the Archbishop himself. Sitting with the Yevujas. Too powerful. Powerful. Wow. Hey, Reverend Ken. Nice. Wow, the fine family. <laughs> Fantastic. It's working. It's working. It's beautiful. It's working. You know, Philippians 1 6, I believe, says that he who had begun a good work in you, is that what it says? Being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is something that God himself has begun. And I was saying to them in the Victory Secret Service that it's so powerful that you can't even, you, you and I don't realize how powerful this is. And I remembered that years ago there was a Romanian dictator. 
His name was Nicola Shashesko and his wife. They were they were strong. They were oppressive. Nobody ever thought that anyone could overthrow. It didn't even enter anybody's mind. But this is how he was overthrown and actually killed. He and his wife. It was brutal. A church for some reason. I don't know. They, they wanted to pray. And pray about the situation in the country. So a small group of people. A small church. Not a big church. Not a mega church. A small group. That small group in your house is powerful. <laughs> it's powerful. Oh yes. That small group met and lit candles. And said they were having an all night vigil. To pray. They were not even charismatic. They were just quietly lighting their candles and praying with their hymn books and their prayer books. Before you realized, somebody else had also started that, I also want to light a candle and have a vigil. Then another person lit a candle. Then another person lit a candle. Then before, the thing had become a mass movement. And that mass movement surged into the streets of Romania, surged into the capital, invaded the, the before we could say Jack, the president and his wife were dead. They had been overthrown. Not by bullets, not by military, by a small group in a house fellowship lighting a candle and praying. Oh yes. So I want us to stand there for one or two minutes Pray with this very verse. Lord, you have begun this good work. Eh? Lord, let the house fellowships grow stronger. The Macarius area fellowships grow stronger. Let them grow stronger. Lift your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, speak in tongues. Speak in a known language. Speak in an unknown language. Declare that God, this is of you. And because it is of you, Lord, you will cause it to grow stronger and stronger. My God, Malebo Shekataya Baba, Yamo Shekitaya Babandele Bekato Alaba Balimi Asandele Bekato Breshelebe Alaba. This is a movement. This is a revival. This is your step. This is your work. So we are lifting up voices in the sanctuary and we are declaring, Oh God, that you who have begun this good work. We are confident, we are confident, we are confident that as you have begun this good work, you will be faithful to keep the fire burning in our hearts every Saturday. Keep going, being refreshed, new visions. Ha, Malibo Shebiande Lebekaya Mama, Santo Madari Basote Libi, Akwadebi Fire Babo Shebekaya. Lord, you keep it burning. Lord, you keep it on fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please, you may be seated. So, I reminded them that the reason, you see, when you know the purpose of a thing, that thing stays alive. That's why God was not happy with certain people when they set aside the purpose for the woman. Because when God gave woman to a man, the reason was for the man to enjoy the woman. Oh yes. A married man. Not... uh. (laughs) The purpose of the woman is to be enjoyed. But some people set aside because even when you see the woman, when they appear, my goodness, you can easily you see people have had car crashes and other just looking at women passing by. A woman who is jogging. If you don't take care and you don't drive straight, for you realize you have crashed your car. Jogging. Wearing something and you can crash your car if you don't exercise the gift of self control and keep driving. And if 
you have your wife sitting with her. Look on the road. <laughs> oh yes, because God created them for that purpose. Purpose. They must be enjoyed. Seeing them alone is like a first enjoyment before. And then some people set aside that purpose. Then they want to take a man. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Who was not created for that purpose? Hmm. Um, oh yeah. Then you saw that no, this is this is absurdity and madness. Even okay, you, you all learned biology. Even the Enos, it was not created for that purpose. God didn't make it for that purpose. The other place, it has the particular adaptation. For that purpose. Now I'm teaching in parables, and if you don't understand, you didn't do biology in school, it's up to you. <laughs> That's why people are walking about in pampas and other things because the purpose for which the thing was created. So I am telling you that the Macarus Area Fellowship, the purpose for which it was created. If you don't stick to it, and number one purpose is edification. When you attend your fellowship, by the time you are leaving, you are edified. You are built up. Your mind is improved. You have learned some Bible. That's the number one purpose. The number two is fellowship. Beautiful. And fellowship has curative powers. I said it has curative powers. Healing powers. I've been in an Anakazo alumni homecoming this week. <laughs> and on Tuesday night, I interacted with one of my students. It's a Reverend Minister somewhere. He came with his wife. And as I chatted with him, I saw that Charlie, the guy, something, he had encountered certain things in life. And the boy I knew was not the same person sitting before me. He had been, you know, life has a way. Those of you who know Dietrich Haddon, he sang a song. And he said, life has a way of something, 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 of messing up with your peace of mind. So, you become, instead of joyful and hopeful and expectant, you become bitter and disappointed and you are not living you are not living your life you are not living you are moving around but you are not alive yeah yeah you are just surviving from day to day yeah and so he says I'll give anything to see you smile again to see you laugh again to have my friend and I'll give anything to see you smile again to see you laugh again, to have my friend. Here we go. Oh, I want to see you happy. I want to see you dance. Oh, I want to see you happy. You should be dancing. You should be dancing. You stop dancing. You stop singing. You stop smiling. You stop laughing because life has attacked you. But I want to console you by saying that when you get into the place of fellowship, ah, healing comes upon your life. Something happens to you. In that area of fellowship, and I was telling the girl, he came to me, this is Tuesday night, after chatting with him and seeing all the things that life had done to him. Last night was awards, dinner and awards night. After it ended, he came with his wife. And he said something. Immediately he said something. I said, ha, my boy is back again. You see, as he has come around and mingled with his friends that he hadn't seen for a long time and just, you know, laughed and he had been healed. He had been healed. Sometimes you don't actually know what it is that has made you like that. You don't know. You don't know what 
it is. But when you get into the fellowship, oh, beautiful. You are healed. And the third purpose is outreach. And please, if you leave, you see, there are some chairs which are made to have three legs. If the chair must have three legs and it has two, it won't work. If it must have four and it has three, it won't work. So if it is um, fellowship and outreach and you leave the outreach out, you are sitting on two legs. <laughs> yeah. You see, and I told them that during the COVID there, some people, the outcome of their COVID was divorce. Oh, yes. Why? Because before COVID, no matter how annoyed you were with her or she was with you, in the morning you go to work. Other people mingle with other people, then come back in the evening, see her for one or two hours, you sleep. And the next day, but COVID means watching her face 24-7. <laughs> Which you have begun not to like. <laughs> there was no remedy. So please, in that area of fellowship, if it's just the four of you, it's like we are the ones, we are the world, or we are the what? We are the church. No, you can't do that. Go and invite other people from the world into the church. When witness to other people into the church, the outreaches have a way of bringing life to what you are doing. And if you don't engage, please sit down and plan how you are going to. Don't just sit up. We do evangelism and one twenty minutes every day. So okay, let's go and walk. No, no, it's not like that. Think about it. When you have meetings, think about how you are going to evangelize. And I told that some people are you now. The people around you that you have not minded. Now begin to be good neighbors to them. Christmas is coming. It's a good opportunity. Wrap something. A book. Small rice. Small this. Let's go and say, oh, we just came to say, we now we are realize that we have not been good neighbors, so we want to start by being good. You, you, you just give it to them. That's all. Even if later on you go and neighbor, they said, ah, it's because it doesn't matter. It's better. <laughs> They say, ah, because of this. But they say, the truth is that when you give somebody a gift, you see, that's why the Bible says a man's gift makes room for him. You see, many of us interpret that word gift as a spiritual gift. Look in the Hebrew. It's not, it's a present. A man's present. So, when a man, the Bible also shows that if you present something to a man, when you come again, there's a way in which he relates to you. Yeah. 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 So, build bridges. Relate. Have a plan. Think about it. Pray about it. Jehovah's Witnesses, they map out areas. And they say, that's why they go from house to house. They know everybody. I mean, you have to study who is in this house is an allergy, who is this house is a fetish priest, who is this house goes to assemblies of God, who is this house goes to praise me. I mean, and know that whether they are serious Christians or not, or whether they just say that they are Christians, but they are not, so that you can evangelize them. And that is what will bring life to the Macarius era fellowship that you are in. All the three. That's the purpose. If you abuse the purpose, you, you, you've lost it. So two weeks ago, we started with our powerful verse in Hebrews 10.25, talking about the powerful effects of the assembly, actually talking about why the devil is against the assembly. But Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, but exalting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. So ask your neighbor, are you the kind that attends 
area fellowships or you are the kind who is not attending. Oh, please ask him. Ask, ask him. Especially if you don't know them. Oh, yes. Because this is the way the church is going. We are all going the way of area fellowships. So if you don't belong to an area fellowship, it means that whilst all of us are going one way, you are going another way. I'm not reading text messages on that phone. You read text messages when you're supposed to be listening to preaching. Something can happen to your phone. And it will not be my fault. Oh yes. Watching pornography whilst we are in church. And so Jude 19 also showed us these be they who separate themselves sensual having not the spirits. Brothers and sisters we are going the way of the spirits. Oh yes. And the way of the spirit is to come together. He said brethren when ye come together First Corinthians 14 when ye come together not separating yourselves be the part, the kind of person that comes together. You come 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 together. You don't separate yourself. Never be a lone ranger. Lone rangers in the cowboy movies, they just enter a town. They have no friend. They enter a town. They don't know anybody. They just move straight and kill the bad man. Then when they sit, finish, they sit on their horses and they ride out of the town. Lone Ranger. He didn't have any friend. One Didi, Wanda, one Jerry, Aston, One Didi, one Jerry, Wanda, Aston, Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yes don't be a lone ranger you have no friend no you cannot be separating yourself you must have friends you must have a fellowship the bible says of the disciples Peter and John that when they had been chastised and persecuted and beaten by that they went to their own company they had a company they had a group they had a place People they used to meet with. There's a nice Methodist hymn that says that I have a fellowship with hearts to keep and cultivate. Yeah. I have a fellowship with hearts to keep and cultivate. And a work of lowly love to do for the Lord on whom I wait. You have a fellowship. You must have a group. You must have a group that you teach. You must have a group that you belong to. You are in the rapsters, but you must have a cell. I saw Andy in the cell. If you are in the rapsters and you don't have a cell, you are dancing on thin ice. You must have a foundation. A cell. Yeah. Because liver cells don't come from outer space to become a liver. They are in the body before they specialize to become liver cells. Sit down, rapsters. Oh, yes. So, we also discovered last week, when we read 1 Corinthians 14, 26. Beautiful, beautiful scripture. How is it then, brethren? When ye come together, every one of you have a psalm. That is, one person has a psalm. Another has a doctrine. Another has a tongue. Another has a revelation. Another has an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. Beautiful. So we learned that when you come to church, when you are in your assembly, you are edified. And one of the things that your mind is improved. The word of God works on your mind. The word of God makes you think properly. Oh yes. And then the second one was comfort. You know, exhortation. Exhortation means to be drawn near so that you can be comforted. And then comfort itself, which you receive from the word of God. So today I want to talk about two of the 
effects, other effects that come from the assembly. And one of them is in the book, point number eight. The assembly is powerful because prophecy will happen there. Actually, the point before it says, the assembly is powerful because revelation and knowledge are imparted. You see, when I think about prophecy, when I think about revelation and knowledge, I think about Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, when God talks about the coming of the Spirit. He says, and it shall come to pass after that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. I see you prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. You see, I want to say that God wants us to enter into a realm of dreams, visions, prophecy. That is the kind of life that he wants you to live. In Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, you hear John make a statement. Just look at it. He says, and after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. My God, may a door open for you in heaven. It says, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither. And I will show these things which might be here. Some of us need to leave the realms where we are of just eating and drinking and being merry and move up into the realm through that door into the spirit so that God can show you, God can show you certain things. John the Revelator, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, he said, and immediately, oh, no, the show was the one that said, and immediately I was in the spirit. So it's not verse 6. Ah, beautiful. Go to verse 9. I want somebody's desire today to change. He says, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the hour that is called Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Next verse, he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And what I heard. May you hear things from another realm. Let me read something to you from Rick Joyner, who is a major prophet who sees visions, including visions of Jesus. Ah. Do you like such things? Oh yes. Your desire must change. He said, a door is standing open in heaven with an invitation for us to go through it. Those who answer this call will be caught up into the spirits. With the result that they will always be seeing the one who sits upon the throne. Wow. This is the ultimate purpose of all true prophetic revelation. Seeing the glorious within Christ and the authority that he has over all. You see, when God created us, he created us to dwell in heavenly places. I'm talking about as Christians. Christians should dwell in heavenly places. It's true that we live on this earth. That's why man has a body. And we have to buy watch it. And we have to take the car. And we have to do all these things which are physical. We do them with our physical body. Because we are in this realm. But your spirits should be in the heavenlies. It means that you must desire spiritual things. You must desire heavenly things. You must covet. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1. He says, he says, desire spiritual. You see, when you look in the King James, that word, it says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. When you look in the King James, you see that 
That word is in italics. Gifts is in italics. Anytime you read King James and you see a word in italics, okay, some may not understand italics. Italics, I know I said the word is achachia. <laughs> uh-huh, just in case. They are not standing straight. They are a bit bent. Anytime you see a word in italics, it means that it was not in the original Greek. But the translators added it because they felt it would give meaning to the whole thing. Do you understand me? So, because Paul was talking about spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, and then he came to love in 1 Corinthians 13, when they came to 1 Corinthians 4, they just said, follow after spiritual gifts to flow with the general idea. So, if you take away that word gifts, it will be follow after spirituals, or follow after spiritual things, or if you like, be a spiritual person. And the spiritual person, according to Joel chapter 2, he sees dreams. He sees visions. He has prophecy. Yes, the word of the Lord. What is prophecy? Prophecy is a discourse emanating from divine inspiration. It's not all the time that all the things you hear, you saw it on status or you saw it on... um, TikTok. No, you must also receive divine inputs that the Holy Ghost ministered it to you. <laughs> B, a prophecy will declare the mind of God in any given situation. C, a prophecy speaks as the voice of God. This morning I had somebody after the first service came to my office. He's a new person. He said he was praying. In his prayer, he saw the billboard, Macarius billboard at Ashali School Junction. He saw it in his prayer. So he decided that today he has to be here in the service. <laughs> oh, yes. That's what we are talking about. Please, it's, you see, that's why uh, Jude said that these sensual people who separate themselves, who don't have the spirit, don't be like them. Don't be a sensual person. You see, that word spiritual, follow after spiritual, is it's to be non-carnal. Follow after ethereal, heavenly things. Things that we cannot see, but visions. When I talked about Rick Joyner, and I hope you are listening to me so that by the time you, you leave here today, especially as a young person, you see, our father, Bishop Dag Gomez, he had that kind of desire in him. That's why as a young man, he could go and fast a whole term he was fasting. Because he wanted to see something. He wanted to enter some realm. He wanted to interact with heavenly beings. Are you the people you only want to interact with people on videos and series and this type of people who no uh, uh, no 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 is somebody listening to it? is that what I'm saying is it making sense to you is it happy? oh yes oh yes oh yes oh yes he fasted until he had an operation I'm talking about Bishop that God knows and if you are a little sleepy now what I'm talking about. <laughs> I am talking about a door in the spirit. I'm talking about something we cannot see. It's not always we'll be talking about. See, when we come for the convention this week, eh? when we come for the convention this week, that's one of the things that will happen to you. Some of you will come and stand there and you'll fall under the power of God. <laughs> Because God is opening the door and and pushing you into that heavenly realm to hear things. To hear things. And these things exist. And that's why every kind of program is necessary. Sunday morning church service is necessary. It has an effect. Macarius era fellowship is necessary. It has an effect. A convention, a Hickam conference also has an effect. It has a different effect. So you cannot pick and choose the meetings that you come for. Saying that we don't close early. 
armed robbers on your street, sit up, sister girl, sit up. Uh, the, your street is dark, and whatever. What, what are the other reasons that they give? Light out in the area. My children. Somebody was in a house. In her own house. Daytime. She heard a noise outside. Rushed out. To see that a pragya or a pragya had hit somebody. And he was bleeding. He said, hey. Then she died. She didn't come for a Hagen conference. So if that's the excuse you are going to give. <coughs> somebody. Are, are you listening to me? I'm telling you that. My sister-in-law, one day she attended a meeting in London. A prophet prayed for her. You'll be there. She fell under the power. Once she was under the power, she came to her hometown in Ghana, somewhere in the Ashanti region. She went to her house, family home, to the kitchen. They said, Take this place. They dug it. There was something they said, destroy it. Then she woke up in London. And when she woke up, the prophet said, I'll tell you where you went. You went to Ghana. You went to your hometown. You went to the kitchen. You dug the floor. He said, destroy it. Say, there's power here. Because when you go to a hospital, there are outpatients. You just talk. Most of the time, outpatients is just talking. And so people come to the outpatients. They don't need any medicine. No, no. They just need advice. They are eating too much sugar. Reduce the sugar. Go home. That's all. <laughs> Some people just need the reassurance because they have a pain here. And they remember that their grandmother two years ago had a pain there. Then two months after that, she died. So as they had the pain, they said, my grandmother's pain has come to me. But the doctor will examine and say, oh, yours is not kidney. It's musculoskeletal pain. <laughs> it's, it's just musculoskeletal pain. You'll be, you'll be fine. Reassurance. So sometimes when you come to church, all you need is the word of God. You go home. You're okay. But there are certain times when you go to a hospital, they will send you to the operating theater. They will put you to sleep. Then they will open your belly. Then they will stick something and bring it out of where it's not supposed to go and secure the place. That's called a hernia. A hernia means it has come out of where it should, it should be, but it should go back. Then they close the hole. Then that's the end of story. So your spiritual hernia that you may have, when you come during the convention and you fall under the power, God will be operating on you. That is the spiritual realm that we are talking about. It's one of the effects of such a conference you are going to have. Gifts and blessings are released. Then we also come to give thanks. Oh yes. Sometimes just come before God with thanksgiving. Nothing else. No request. Nothing. Just say thank you Lord. I'm around. You know one day when I was a fourth year or third year medical student. There was a guy. He was on the medical ward. No, That was the first time I experienced People who have what you call primary liver cell carcinoma. Their liver is not Casanova. It's carcinoma. <laughs> they have a liver cancer. 
which is the commonest, at least when I was a student, was the commonest cancer killing men in Ghana. I don't know that any other cancer has overtaken it now. But, it's still is, eh? but I used to see those people lying on the ward. And I knew that they had come to die. Because by the time a person's liver is finished like that, he has a big tummy full of fluid. His liver is spot. And soon after, they will die. So as a young Christian medical student, I felt that my duty was to lead them to Christ so that if they die, at least they go to heaven. So I ministered to this guy. On a Friday, then I left. So on Monday, when I came to I spied his corner. It was covered with a white sheet. I said, hey, is this guy gone? So I started moving towards him a bit. When I got near him, no, he removed the cloth. He looked at me and said, Nah, me and the mother. You could see that, and the small boy thought that he was dead. But he wanted to announce to me that by the grace of God, I'm alive, I'm well, I'm strong, I'm around, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the rest of the Lord. So 13, 14, 15, come around and praise the Lord, bless the Lord, rejoice before the Lord. That Namiadum, I'm around. <laughs> oh, yes. No, 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 I, 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 ain't gone, I ain't gone yet. I ain't gone yet. I ain't gone. <laughs> I ain't gone yet. Charlie, if you think that. <laughs> no, sit down. I said, Charlie, I'm around. I'm around. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't think he died on that trip. He went to. See, so what you are saying is that we come and thank God. And then we come and receive the blessings and the breakthroughs, you see, because there are spiritual entities that fight us in the realm of the spirit oh yes and they don't care these entities they don't care where you are in the world one lady told me he said my uncle was in canada top 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 i don't know what else i catch something something the guy just suddenly misbehaving before he realized ship back to ghana It was normal. Something was fired at him before he realized that he was back in Ghana. Not correct. <laughs> so if we say come for the conversion, don't sit there and give excuses. What are some of the other excuses? I live at a car. I don't get car. There will be buses. By the way, I'm telling you, there will be buses. When we finish, there will be buses going where? Medina, Shashi, free bus, oh, free bus, 37, when we finish. Even when they are coming, there will be buses at all those places. You won't clap. We are debunking all your excuses so that, so that you will come for the Higam conference. Oh, yes. No excuse is left for you to stand on. We are removing all of them. You'll be bust here in your buses. Oh, yes. You see, let me tell you a, bit, a little bit about Rick Joyner again. Because I just sense that I just need to share these things with us to change our desire. Oh, yes. One day he said, Jesus told him that I will visit you. Wow. Even that statement, have you heard it before? You yourself, has Jesus told you that he will visit you? <laughs> We don't hear sad things. So he said that. He said to them, I'll visit you in October. <laughs> he said, October came and went and the visit hadn't come. So he set off to visit his mother-in-law and some other people. But on his way, he had to do a talk show. He had to be with somebody on a talk show. James Robinson. He said, when the talk show ended and the cameras were taken away, James Robinson turned to him and said, you are too busy. You are too busy. 
So you are too busy. That is why the visitation, the intended visit hasn't come. Yeah. So he said immediately he cancelled the trip to his mother-in-law and one or two other speaking again and he headed home. I went home. When he entered the house, he did whatever he had to do and turned off the lights and slept. He says in the night, he woke up. The lights were on. He said, ah, did my neighbor come and turn? Because I think he gave his key to his neighbor and he hadn't told his neighbor, did my neighbor come and turn on the lights? He said, I remember turning them off. He said, I was thinking, the door opened. I'm talking about a door in the spirit. He said, Jesus walked in. He said, he said, that is why I thought the lights were on. The light was coming from him. He said, Jesus came and laid hands on him. Hey, you are waiting for a man to lay hands on. That one cry, we are filled with explain. This is Jesus directs. He said, he laid hands on me. And when I felt power building up him, he said, when I felt I would bet, then Jesus took his hand off. Hey! Then Jesus did it again. In his room, on his bed. He said, Jesus did it a number of times. Anytime that he felt that the power was building up that he could bet, then Jesus would take his hand off. Then finally Jesus turned to go. Jesus was going. So he asked Jesus, wouldn't you explain what? What you have done. Do you know what Jesus told him? Jesus told him that Bob Jones will explain it to you. Hey, Charlie, are there people like that that when Jesus comes to do something, he leaves it to them, the human beings, to explain what he has done? What kind of people are that? This Bob Jones, eh, he he lived with angels. No, no, no. He, he, he oh. No, no, no. Bob Jones, Bob Jones. Let me tell you a story about Bob Jones. I'll come back to this. Bob Jones went to visit a, a pastor. He went to um, preach for a pastor. When the pastor picked him from the airport, he went to preach. And when he was leaving, he told the pastor, give me your number. When the pastor gave him his number, then Bob Jones told him, when you are in trouble, I'll call you. <laughs> the guy said, ah, is it that when I am in trouble, I should call? He said, no, when you are in trouble, I'll call you. He said, he said, about two years later, he began to have some wild dreams, spiritual attacks. He said, because of that, he moved out of his bedroom because the dreams were so wild that sometimes you wake up his wife. So he moved out of his bedroom. He said, in that um, time, he was there. No, his wife brought him his phone. Bob Jones is calling you. <laughs> so when, 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 when he, he said yes, Bob Jones said, you've been having dreams. He said, yes. He said, an angel will visit you. When the angel visits you, the dreams will be over. So he said he was there one day. No, he saw a man in tights, muscular, standing in his room. He said, hey. <laughs> the guy was serious. So he began to think that, hey, he says the angel that Bob Jones talked about. Then the guy became even more serious. He said, ah, maybe he's the angel. Then the guy disappeared. So he called Bob Jones and told Bob Jones that I think the angel you talked about came home. Bob Jones said, was he in a bad mood? <laughs> <laughs> was he in a bad mood? He said, yes. He said, that's Michael. He's always in a bad mood. <laughs> I mean, he's talking to them about, maybe he's, he's talking to about Eric or Quabones or, I mean, these are the, he, 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 he lives with them. So he said, in the morning, Bob Jones called him. And Bob Jones told him that, this morning when I woke up and I began to pray, I felt the heavens were stirred. As if Jesus had passed through to visit somebody. Hey, 
When we wake up, we don't feel. <laughs> is that that it's like it's going to rain or the sun is on or like somebody came into the say, hey, the sun is very hot. Those are the things we see. We don't we don't feel that we've woken up. That Jesus, what what, what I mean, what, is that heavens? So when he was talking to Rejoiner, Rejoiner said he deliberately didn't say anything to him about the visit of Jesus because he wanted he, Bob Jones, to hear it himself. So he ended the call. A couple of hours later, Bob Jones called him. He said, ah, but Jesus visited you. He said, an angel came to me and told me that. I said, the man, I think when he walks here, no, he sees an angel. And Ninja came and told me that Jesus visited you. And he said, Jesus laid hands on you five times. Because Jesus wants you to commission the body of Christ into the apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, pastoral, and teaching. That's your purpose. That's your commission. Wow. Wow. Is it not nice? Is this not the realm we are supposed to live in? Are we, is it reserved for a few, a, a, a special few, some Americans, some Jews? Can you not also have visions? Did he not say all flesh? That's why we said that in the assembly, prophecy, revelation, knowledge, visions, dreams, interactions with heavenly beings. Let us desire those things rather than your Kegari and every day. Every day, every day. There's no day that you don't eat. Abba. So your breakfast day, Charlie, if you don't have it, there'll be war in the house. You'll be anointed. By 11 o'clock, you are not eating, Charlie. Anybody who crosses your path, you warn him. <laughs> Even if I'm standing crowd, I'm moving away from there because the people are serious too much. So they don't like it. Oh, yes. A door open in the spirits. May your desires begin to change. May you begin to live your life, even though your feet are firmly planted on the ground. You see, because some people make it out to be as if a life of experiencing visions and dreams is a weird life. Let me tell you why you think that is weird. Because some of the things that people see, they are not supposed to see them. Let me explain. You see, when you are with your friend, or when you are with your wife, or when you are with your beloved, it's not everything you discuss that is for public consumption. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. That you should come and say to everybody. No. No. So certain things, if you are having that kind of interaction with the Holy Spirit, eh, it's not everything that he tells you. Some of them are just for you. It's just, he's just chatting with you because he's your friend. He's just showing you a vision because he just wants to give you some information. It's for you. It's not for every day they are walking about saying, hey, I saw a vision. Hey, I saw a vision. Hey, uh, that's when you look weird. That's when you look weird. Some of them are private for private use. Yeah. Let's move to revelation and knowledge then. We will close. It says... 1 Corinthians 14 says, Now brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. Oh. Revelation is an opening of a truth that was before hidden from you. That's revelation. So if it's not time for the revelation to come to you, be there, you read the verse, hey, the sister is asleep. Wake up. We didn't create the air condition for sleep. It's not set up. Sure. But if you see somebody sleeping by, wake them up. I explained to you the other day that a certain woman explained that they go to church to make people sleep. They are witches. So when they come and sit by you, they fall asleep. Then whilst they are sleeping, they, you see how some people, when they are sleeping, they, they, are, they nod. You see, they, so when she hits you like that, then they pass on the spirit to you. So when you see anybody sitting by you and sleeping, you know, wake them up so that 
I'm not saying that they're witch, please. I beg you. I beg you. Before you sit up. The pastor said, even I'm a witch. I don't go to that church again, please. I'm only telling about somebody said. He says, the apostle Paul spends a lot of time explaining how we should behave ourselves in the assembly. He also teaches on what to expect in the assembly. He teaches on, he teaches on what to do when ye come together. And that's the verse you read earlier. What is the revelation? It is a striking disclosure of something. It is in the assembly that many revelations are delivered. So, when Kenneth Hagen began praying with this verse, Ephesians 1, from verse 15, 16, 17, and now she just shared this and I'll close was. I want somebody to go home today telling himself that, oh, I live too much in this realm. Let me read this to you. Let me read this so I don't forget. Hmm. So, this same rejoiner had a vision. In the vision, he saw Enoch. Do you know Enoch? Enoch in the Bible. Genesis chapter 5. Now, when, let me read it. It says, I turned and saw a man standing far away in a beautiful green meadow. His voice seemed to be much closer than he actually was. He began to walk toward us in a way similar to the Lord's walk, resolute but unhurried. As he approached, I noticed that his face was the same color as the sky the torch in the Lord's face. He also wore a garment similar to the Lord's. You see, in heaven, they wear garments of humility. Yeah. Their garments are garments of humility. The Lord's garments are garments of humility. He, he said, he walked up and took the torch out of my hand. Then he said, I must bless you before I go. Before you go. I must bless the torch bearers. Listen to this. Oh, I'm closing on this. He says, the purpose of every movement on the earth is to compel men to do what I did. That is, to walk with God until they are more at home in the heavenly realm than on earth. Do you understand it? What he was saying, you see, because Enoch the reason why the Bible says Enoch walked with God and was not is that due to the frequent interactions with God, he became more accustomed to and familiar with and desired the heavenly realm more than the earthly realm. I don't know whether you really understand what I'm saying. But can Higgins describe this one day when he said, a young man who was on fire and everything was something happened to him and he went into hospital. And he wasn't really supposed to die, but one day he was praying in tongues and he got into a place in the spirit and he just went over. He crossed over. He didn't come back. Oh yeah, because those there, a lady described a near-death experience. She has children, she has a husband. They asked her, she said, oh, not at all, oh. When you see that bright light and you're going to, you don't think about your husband, your children. You are so happy. And then she said that Jesus told me to come back because your pastor is praying for you. Your pastor is saying that you should come. And that's how, why, why she came. She would have gone. And you wouldn't think anything about what we here are doing. No. It's a realm. And he said, man was created to dwell on the earth. With his body. Whilst his spirit soars into the heavens. Brethren. I want us not to. Just live on the earth. That we are just here. No. We must be. Beings. Who have to be here. Because we are alive. (laughs) You have a body. So you must eat. You have a body, so you must go to the market. You have a body, so you see things that must be done. But your inner desire, your inner, your inner, your inner longing is to is to encounter visions, encounter dreams, encounter revelations, live in the heavens. 
I pray. I pray. I pray that that will be your desire. I pray that that will be your that will be your longing. You see, I pray that that will be that will be you. So if if you are like that, you cannot be described as sensual. You cannot be carnal. You are not carnal. You are not carnal. I think it's enough. We can close. When Bishop Eddie comes, he preach to us more from this. So I just said something with you to make you look forward to the convention. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. You see, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It is a secret that people don't know. That those who possess power in the spirit, they end up controlling and having power over the other things that we are scrambling for. Oh yeah. That's why the world doesn't like men of God because they think they've taken a short route. <laughs> it's not a short route. When he was fasting on the tram mountains, where were you? You were eating a golden tulip. And they said it has a new name now. Golden tulip. Black Lancaster. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I want to prophesy to you if you're a young man, eh? Begin to desire spirituals. Begin to want to have visions. Begin to want to pray in the night. Listen to messages. I mean, things that... Ah. All this TikToking and this... Uh, garbage. It's rubbish. 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 You are living on the earth. You are living on the earth. You are, you are, you are too carnal. You are too carnal. Begin to rise. Soar into the spirit. Let that door be open in heaven for you. So that you will enter and you will hear a voice like a trumpet speaking to you. So I will show you things that are about to come. Wow. What's going to come He doesn't read newspapers. Why? Because before the things happen, he has seen them already. <laughs> would you not like to live in that realm? Lift your voice and begin to pray. Say, Lord. Lord. That's why we wait on you, O God. That's why we pray. That's why we come into your presence. That's why we need your help, O Holy Spirit. Ladi May we desire spiritual things. May we desire spiritual experiences. May we desire things of God. Look, let me show you a verse. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1. I still remember where I read this verse in my kitchen. I said, my God. He says, now it came to pass in the 30th year in the fourth month in the fifth day of the month as I was among the captives by the river of Cheba that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of Hallelujah. God <laughs> my God hey. my God may heavens be opened over amen. you amen to see visions amen you have too many televisions and series visions and other visions. You need visions of God. And you will get them when you are by a river somewhere in the prayer gardens praying to God. Father, may we make room for you in our lives. May we be tired of just a normal day-to-day existence as if we are like other men and not people of whom the Spirit has fallen, of whom it is said that when the Spirit falls upon them, they will see visions. 
they'll see dreams they'll prophesy my God let it happen to us in Jesus name Amen now you are here you are not born again you've not even entered that realm at all today is your chance to come into that place the heavenly realm the kingdom of heaven to be forgiven if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior just lift up your right hand I'll pray with you lift up your right hand 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 if you have lifted up your right hand do one more thing come to me because I want you to publicly acknowledge Jesus yes if you have come come and if somebody is by you who lifted up their hand guiding you to pray. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I know I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. Please forgive me. Wash away my sins. Write my name in the book of life. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Vicarious Church Headquarters, East Legon Hills, Accra. Stay blessed. I am waiting.